I drive zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver and it's only round seven Not sure if I'm dead cause I think this is heaven Now forget what he said and listen to me What you really wanna do is stack those RBs You can be Linda, just let me be frank Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank One says it's awful, the other says it's great It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in in episode 79 of the Dynasty Debates, the best kept secret in all of Dynasty Fantasy Football, I am your humble host, as always, Evan Brown, the humblest host in the biz, some say. Well, I mean, me, I say that, but you know, you can catch me on Twitter at FFEvanLution, like Revolution, but with my name in it, Evan Lucian. Uh, it's a whole thing. You get it. Um, you can follow the show at Dynasty Debates. You can drop me an email, DynastyDebates at gmail.com if you have any questions or or comments or feedback about the show, what you're loving, what you're hating, get in touch. Let me know. It is all good in the hood. So we have a super duper top shelf, like top, top shelf guest. Um, I mean, not to brag, but really broke the budget on this one here to get this guy in. And, uh, and I'm excited. I'm excited because none other than Jeff Greenwood at the fantasy ENG. I always think it's like the fantasy ing, like English, English teacher, but I think it's engineer. The fantasy ENG, um, Jeff, he is the man, the myth, the legend. He's a writer for the fantasy footballers. Obviously, know and love them, I'm sure. He is co-host of the Tackle Dummies podcast, which is an all absolute treat at Tackle underscore Dummies. Check them out if you haven't already. And, you know, last but certainly not least, he is a certified bad boy of Twitter. Um, Jeff, how the heck are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good, Evan. Thank you so much for for having me. It's an honor to be on. Oh, man, I'm excited. I am. I'm excited that we were able to make this work because, you know, it's it's long. It's I mean, not to brag, but, you know, I've been I was on the Tackle Dummies Listener League last year. So I feel like, you know, we're pretty much BFFs. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely didn't do well in that league. I'll not lie. Um, I think I had the the injury bug. I remember I had Derrick Henry. That didn't go so well for me. And um, I believe I had Chris Godwin. That didn't go so well for me. I had Russell Wilson. <laughs> that didn't go so well for me. I, I don't know what happened, but um, I think, oh, I remember it was because you had a fullback slot and I, I, I was foolish enough to kind of like fade the fullback. And then I had the fullback curse and it really bit me. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a whole thing, but no, I mean, I'm super excited, man. Like I, you're the guy who discovered Dominic Elwood. How could I not be excited? You know, uh, obviously it's been a big year for you. Um, but how did you like, so what's the, I love origin stories. So what is the origin story? How did you get involved with the fantasy footballers and start writing for them? Because I, I love your work and I'm just really intrigued to, uh, to kind of hear this. Sure. Yeah. It's a, it's a good question. So maybe about four years ago now, um, at, you know, if we rewind four years ago, it was about May and I had been an avid fan of the fantasy footballers. They were my favorite podcast or top two, definitely my favorite, you know, fantasy podcast. And in, in, in the off season, sometimes they'll, they'll put out a little message. I'll just put it that way. And uh, if they're looking to hire people, I had applied I had no experience in fantasy football, but I, uh, my background is in engineering and I, I do some technical writing um, or have for my job. So I submitted some samples, put together a little, um, I guess, application. And I was like, I, this would be so much fun. This would be a dream. Didn't expect to hear anything. They sent me an email on April 2nd 
um, to me and the other new writers and said, you guys have, you know, been, been approved or, you know, you got the writing gig. And I, I thought it was an April fool's joke. I texted my friends I'm like, this is kind of mean. Like I feel kind of low, <laughs> you know, it was like highs and lows. Um, and it was, it was confusing. So I, I started four years ago um, with them. That was kind of how it came about. And um, I was very much tweeting about and writing very data-driven, um, strict kind of analysis type stuff for fantasy football. And I, I've come to loosen up a lot more, I guess, in the past year or two. So I guess that's that's my story. And uh, it's, been a, it's been a fun ride. Yeah, because like obviously I've only really got to know you in the last sort of year or so. And so I've only ever met like bad boy Jeff. You know what I mean? So like I know like the, the bad boy like lifestyle that you uh, embrace um, on Twitter. So that's really fascinating. So then you were actually a lot more serious about it, like as in like kind of just like this is the way it should be. And like I need to be real stata, stats and data and make make it really hardcore. And then you're just like actually, um, you know, for those of you who don't know Jeff, I mean, some of the stuff that I'm saying are like is inside jokes and stuff. But that, dude, seriously, if you don't follow Jeff, you're doing it wrong. Go follow Jeff on Twitter. Um, one of the best follows out there. He's hilarious he's such a dude and um he has all these like hilarious like i, I think the th the way that i got to know you is actually your your running gag where you were like talking about pissing yourself or about how you were trying not to piss yourself or you kept you kept saying like you were trying to push the limits to see how far you, you could go before you <laughs> piss yourself on the way to work in the mornings with your like two iced coffees or whatever something yep. like that it's just like this running gag that you're doing and i love it it's just so ridiculous and so over the top and so different and um just unique and i love that so you're saying it's sort of been a journey then to kind of like get out of your shell and just like be yourself then and in your fantasy content and just like in your kind of um, work then with the ballers. Is that what you're saying more? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess like I never, I had a Twitter. I didn't even know that I had one. And then when, when they gave, you know, me and some of the other writers uh, like Lauren Carpenter started same time as me, um, Kyle Yates, um, who had since moved on to fantasy pros and now starting his own business. Um, I, I was in that class, that draft class, so to speak, for the fantasy footballers. And I'd never used, they were like, you know, here's our Twitters. And Twitter's big for fantasy, as you know, for communication. It's a big platform for that. I'd never really used Twitter before. I didn't really understand how it worked. And I'm not going to lie. I, I think I, I had, it, it kind of went to my head a little bit. Um, when I when I got the writing gig with the fancy footballers, which is oh, I thought so you meant like it went to, it went to your head that you had a Twitter. Like I don't know, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, not to brag, but I have a Twitter account. <laughs> yeah, no, no, exactly. sorry, go so ahead. I, yeah. no, no, that's all right. So I I think I had maybe like I don't know four followers, and then Jason or Andy or Mike tweeted out, and it's like follow these guys, and I was like, what is going on? I didn't understand how Twitter worked. I I didn't really get what the timeline was. It was confusing. And I just tweet out these stats and I was like, oh, cool. I'm with the FF ballers. And, and really it doesn't matter where you are, who you are. You kind of have to give respect to get respect, um, which I, you know, function with in my, in my normal life, but I was kind of just confused and it was just a weird situation and um, kind of, you know, I'm, I'm just a little guy in the industry, but I'm, I'm on a cool team. So I guess about a year ago, year and a half ago, I just was like, you know what, I'm just going to kind of like open the floodgates and rather than just tweeting some stats once in a while, I'm just going to have a little bit of fun, show my personality. I like getting into a little persona. Um, I started doing, like you said, you know, I drink two iced coffees. I almost pissed my pants a lot. Like that's no joke. I was very, very close. I, I, um, I haven't done it yet. I've been very, very, very close. Um, 
because I used to chug a couple of iced coffees and some waters because people would just kind of try to get me to add more and more um, for like a two hour drive in the morning. So uh, that was the origin story for that stuff. But yeah, yeah, about a year and a half ago, I started to to be like, you know what, I'm just going to have fun. And I found that the less I tweet about fantasy football, the more people ask me for fantasy football advice in my DMs, which is just like the funniest thing to me. It's, I mean, I like will not, I mean, I hadn't written an article from November. Then I wrote my fake article about Dominique Elwood a couple months ago. And I just wrote another article maybe two weeks ago. So I went like six months without writing any content. And I got way more questions about, you know, dynasty in, in redraft during that time than I'd ever gotten before. So I, it always makes me laugh, but I guess that's a little bit of my, my tiny piece of the, the fantasy footballers team or, my piece on on twitter but I, i'm loving the fantasy community i love interacting with you i'm glad you joined the tackle dummies league and uh i you're a tremendous follow on twitter too i always i always have a good time and you're always positive energy i like that <laughs> i um i appreciate that yeah no it's been awesome like getting to know you and um, just some of the cool people that i've got to meet in the last year or two so definitely i know people moan about twitter sometimes and say that it can be toxic and everything but i just think it is what you make it you know and it is like what you bring to it so definitely try to keep positive and keep a, a good um positive vibe on there but yeah that that is really actually funny that you say that with the um and, and that's that's one of the things so 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 what we're doing on this episode is we're just gonna have fun because i think that sometimes we just get too serious with our fantasy you know like we're playing fantasy football and like ultimately it's supposed to be fun i think we all got into it to have fun um and i think you know we all love that like work you know work colleagues like you just get together and have like a redraft league or you know the guys you went to school with or whatever like that kind of banter and giving each other grief and like you know you know just ribbing each other for bad take bad picks and you know oh i can't believe you dropped that guy or oh i can't believe you started that guy you know just i just think we get too serious and and to be honest so the the my my kind of I've been trying to get Jeff on the show for a while and finally our schedules like matched up and we were able to get it done. But kind of while I was thinking about like, you know, we're gonna have Jeff on the show, what are we gonna talk about? And 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 in the middle of all this, I'll be honest, so this is the kind of the origin story of this particular episode is this whole um crazy situation with <laughs> Jock Peterson. Um over so in baseball so if you haven't i mean i'm sure you probably have but just a quick recap if you haven't heard this story it's it's pretty hilarious like basically um jock peterson you know famous baseball player professional baseball player um he's getting like warmed up uh, getting ready for a game he plays for the san francisco giants and just getting ready for the game and and the uh i believe he's the first baseman is he for the reds something like that tommy fam uh comes over to him on the in the warm-ups and basically just like full-on slaps him in the face like just not like a joke <laughs> like an actual like 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 something you see in a movie like just slaps him in the face and then it's like, like will smith all slap. happens like every yeah will smith literally will smith style yeah it was like it was like that it was like that and uh only he didn't say any like, you know, horrible joke beforehand. He was just sitting there warming up. And then this guy, Tommy Pham, comes over, just slaps someone. And everyone's like, what's that all about? What's going on? What, 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 what happened? What caused that? What did you do? And it's the weirdest thing. Like, I don't know if you've seen any of these videos, but like Jock is like a terrible storyteller. Like he's yeah. the most <laughs> boring guy to listen to, honestly. Like for such an amazing story that you really could like just milk and make so awesome. He literally just like sits and ums and ahs and fumbles over his words for like five minutes but the gist of it is it's like a fantasy football dispute like basically the gist of it is is like 
Jock Peterson last year, like six months ago, had somebody that wasn't supposed to be on IR, but ESPN allowed him to put him on IR, and he went and picked up Jeff Wilson from the 49ers. <laughs> and apparently this so enraged Tommy Pham that they had like this all like big massive fallout on their group chat. And then uh, they were like screenshotting the rules and like going back and forth over it. And then, you know, and then I think Jock made like a joke about his team and put a gif in the chat and that didn't go over so well. And like, and then the guy from keep more and more stuff keeps coming out about it. And like Tommy fam left the league a couple weeks later. Like he just got so pissed. And then he was like, this is a big money league. Like I'm a big deal. I'm a bad boy. You know, like he doesn't, like, he thinks he's like, you know, jock's not giving me the respect I deserve and all this. So he just like, doesn't say anything about it. Just sits on it, stews on it for like six months. And then just goes up and smacks him on in the middle of, and gets suspended for like three days, um, three games, I think. So like thousands of dollars, it cost him just to slap him. And then he's, and then as, if that wasn't enough he's now like he's now like throwing um another player under the bus the commissioner he's basically trying to say that it was the commission who is it mike trout or something like that mike like, trout. Yeah, yeah yeah he's trying to he's trying to say well really it was mike's fault to some extent because he didn't he didn't fix this he didn't do that it's ridiculous like i think it's amazing like it's it's been so much fun and i love it and that's so that's what this episode's all about is i, I thought you know what Jeff is hilarious. He's such a great dude and he's a great guy to get on. And we're just going to, we're just going to talk. We're just going to talk stories. We're going to talk some of our favorite um, hilarious stories that have happened to us, whether in drafts or whether in leagues and just some of the shenanigans that have happened, because I think it's just good to like, have a laugh at yourselves, have a laugh and remember that fantasy is supposed to be fun. So that's kind of what this is going to be all about. So what are your thoughts on this whole, like, have you been paying attention to this whole Jock Peterson, like Tommy fam, uh, you know, fantasy gate? Yeah, I think it's funny. And I, 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 um, I do have a strong opinion about it before I get to it. I think it was JJ Zacharyson who had a tweet that was probably my favorite where he's like, the only time baseball is relevant is when it's really about football. And I thought that was a, a beautiful and, and very witty thing to say. Um, I'm team jock. So I have, I started playing redraft. Like most of us have um, got into dynasty, or I got into keeper shortly afterward dynasty. I got into maybe four or five years ago, something like that. I am a believer that you play with the settings that you have in your league. And if your if your league allows you to do something, then you should be able to do it. I'm also a believer, and I know I, I came across this maybe two years ago in a dynasty league with some of the other fantasy football writers, actually. Or no, it was redraft league. I am a believer that an IR spot is meant for players that are out for a game or players that are on the IR, which I understand if you're out for a game, it's very different than being on the IR. In, in real life football. Um, and certainly if there's a, if there's a league that, you know, votes on IR specifically for injured reserve, that's fine. I think that makes a little bit more sense in, in dynasty personally, um, where you have deep rosters. But for me, if you have a, a 10 person roster, something like that, and you've got a guy that's going to be out for the next three weeks and he's an impact player. And let's say it's week five and you're one and four. I think the IR spot says, um, you know, is meant for, you got a guy that's out, you throw him, you throw him in the extra um, position there. A lot of times you're only finding out a half hour before the game start. And I, I think that gives you the flexibility to make a spot start with someone who's not great. But the idea to me is that you're not then having to deal with the decision like 
you know, do I do I throw Christian McCaffrey on out in the in the field? Maybe that was a bad example, but you get the point. If someone's out for let's say three four weeks, I don't think it's fair for for a manager to to throw them back into the onto the waivers because I think that creates an unfair advantage for the teams that are already really 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 good that can that can wait and sustain a couple of losses. So for me, I'm Team Jock. That was a format of the league. Out players are allowed to go on IR. That's my preference. Um, so I, I think, you know, that's, that's my take on that. What about, what about you? What are your, what are your thoughts on the IR? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, yeah, I'm totally a team jock because I, I just think it's hilarious because it just, it, I think the best, I think this is, I, I, I just, I'm lost for words. I, I love that we as adults, like people who like have jobs and pay bills get so upset over like whether you. <laughs> Whether you put a player on the IR and whether you picked up Jeff freaking Wilson, like it's Jeff Wilson. It's not even like, oh man, he got Christian McCaffrey. It's unfair. It's not cool, man. Like he picked up Jeff. Wilson. It was even like, I seen a little clip from Jeff Wilson was just like, oh, cool, man. Like, thanks for picking me up. <laughs> um, you know, it's like, I just think it's so funny and, and it, it does make me laugh because, you know, it is, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight is just those hilarious stories because it is, it's true. It's like, it happens, you know, and, you know, especially when you know people and you're, you know, competitive and stuff like that, you get really bent out of shape over these stupid things. And it's great when it's not you because, because I'm not Jock Peterson, because I'm not Tommy, Tommy Fam, I can laugh at it and be like, that's ridiculous. Whereas, you know, maybe in the heat of the moment, I might've been really annoyed <laughs> and been like, what yeah. are you doing? I mean, I like to think that I wouldn't have waited six months and then slapped somebody over it, but you know, like I do think that you know it's funny when it's not you and you can just sort of like laugh at it from a distance because it does seem really ridiculous you know and i love that i love that sports in general but like fantasy sports makes us do silly ridiculous things sometimes and get like really competitive and uh say and do things we shouldn't say and do and i guess that's a really good segue um into what we're going to talk about so we're going to just take some turns here i got a couple little questions i've kind of put together just real loose kind of framework that we're just going to have a have a little yarn here um tell a couple of tales and um and just see where we go with it the main event fight so first up here first question i kind of thought of is um i'll like guess go first um uh, guess go first so what's sort of if you had to kind of think of what's one of the most hilarious stories from a draft it can be a redraft or a, a startup like what's a just a hilarious story of some some sort of shenanigans um that unfolded during a draft i i've got a few stories i want to bring up the one i'll, I'll start off well in in some of them will go answer some of the the other questions you have coming up but i think the first was i got into fantasy football i think around 2011 which is i'm 32 so i got into it i guess kind of older compared to a lot of people uh, but I've been doing it for about 10 years now and 11 years. One of the first years we did it, um, I, you know, we started off and we did like the ESPN standard draft online. And then someone's like, let's get together. And, and that was a big thing where a lot of people from college and some people from, from my hometown that I'm, that I'm buddies with were in that, that main league that's still going on today. So he said, let's get together for the draft. I also had made a bet with one of my best friends um, in a matchup in the playoffs the year before. And it was the loser has to drink exclusively Smirnoff ices for the entire draft. So, and I think they had to be warm. They had to be room temperature. You couldn't drink anything else. You had to drink room temperature Smirnoff ices. That's the backstory. I decide to host the party. 
everybody comes to my place. I got my Smirnoff ices. Everybody else has, you know, the Bud Lights or their waters or their soda or whatever people were doing. Everybody comes in. And, and the idea was like, all right, this is the first year we're drafting together. Everybody pull up your computer. We were just going to pull up the ESPN draft and just do the draft, but just all be together. We go to do this, drinking my, my lukewarm Smirnoff ice, and the Wi-Fi can't handle 12 computers all on there. And I'm sitting there and everybody's giving me crap. And I, I'm like, I don't even, I, I did not anticipate this. I didn't plan for this. Um, and everybody's looking around the room. Everybody's kind of newer at, at fantasy football. And it was kind of one of those like panic, you know, it was like, you don't get together with your buddies that much after college um, that, that many, you know, buddies all together. Um, so we actually, that was the pivot point that got us into doing a live draft without computers. So we pulled up an Excel sheet or maybe, I don't even remember. It might've been like a, uh, a piece of paper that we were writing down picks. Um, but it's like, all right, we're going to do this right now. There's one guy who's really into it. Actually, the guy that beat me in that, in that bet for the Smirnoff Isis. And that actually turned us, the, the, the cool thing was that turned us into doing the physical live draft on a draft board. Every year after that, we'd have the stickers. You get the player, you walk up, you slap it on the poster board. Um, so it turned out to be a really good thing, but just in the moment, I'm like, here I am, I'm a couple years out of school, I'm hosting my buddies. I'm trying to like, you know, make it, make it be a good host. We got pizzas. I'm drinking my lukewarm Smirnoff ices and this is going horribly. <laughs> it was, it was the worst. Yes. No, that's great. I, I, I love that because you're right. I think there is something really magical about like a live in-person draft um, with a draft board and everything. And like I was thinking about this and, and it's funny because one of the stories that came to my mind is um, so my sort of origin to getting into fantasy was actually through um, fantasy like soccer, football. Um, so Premier League over here, you start out with like basically it's like it's a it's called the official like Premier League like fantasy Premier League um app and but it's sort of like DFS. It's it's like you get a budget and you can pick a team, but it's not like DFS in the sense that you have to keep your team and so then you have to like you can only have a certain amount of players and you know it's like you kind of work within a budget and then you can get like one free transfer a week and things like that and it's kind of fun. But then after a while you're like everybody's got the same team. It's kind of it's just not nice, you know. You so you move on. So me and some guys, a lot of guys that I worked with, we ended up we found we kind of stumbled upon this like. Uh, platform that does what really what we do in the NFL is like, you know, like with the NFLs, we do these unique drafts. So, you know, like if you get Saquon Barkley, I can't have Saquon Barkley, that sort of thing. So we, we found something that did that for like uh, the Premier League. So we would like get together and we would do these drafts like online at first. And then we just had, like you said, we had this idea, like, let's do like, let's do a live draft in person. And so we were like, there was a couple of guys that we were trying really hard to get into the league and we really wanted to have a join up. And one of them, finally decided to do it with us so we we went and like literally we had like gone all out you know we had like rented out this whole like upper room in like this pub and like we had food and like we paid for them to have food and we had like the, i had made this big massive draft board cut out all these players names like we had everything like it was totally legit and um it was this is several years ago and this is before i did any sort of content creation or anything like that and um it was just funny because like we were doing our normal first round picks you know and and then it got to this guy who had never done it before he knew a lot about um soccer football but like he'd never played 
fantasy, you know? And so it's sort of like the NFL, like the first time your friend plays fantasy, fantasy football, you know, and like you're playing one QB like redraft league and then they take a like quarterback in the first round and everyone laughs, you know, that sort of thing. It was like that. Like he took, um, it was actually Jordan Henderson. I don't know if you listened to, you know, know anything about Premier League or anything like that, but it was a guy who he's a good football player, but for like for fantasy, like he's terrible pick. Uh, he was like somebody you probably wouldn't even have picked with one of your last picks, but he takes him in like the first round. And, uh, and so we just obviously just think it's hilarious. And we just like fall over ourselves laughing. We're just making fun of him all night. And I went home and there was the guys, um, there was these guys that did a podcast about fantasy stuff. And I like wrote into them and I was like, listen to this <laughs> and like told them the whole story. Then they read it out on their podcast and I like recorded it <laughs> and like put this guy on blast. And our group chat was like, they were like, they read out his name and they were like, oh mate, like you've really messed up here. And like all this sort of stuff, just giving them all this sort of grief. So it was this amazing running joke for like the whole season was just like constantly replaying that and like throwing the, the video clip or like the sound clip into the group chat every once in a while, just them ripping them and saying what a terrible first pick it was. So so that was something that kind of came to mind is just like a really funny story that I love from like a draft in person, you know, kind of reminded me when you were saying about in getting together, you know, in person. And there's so many ridiculous stories like that. But uh, what about like, do you have like any, any awkward situations that came up in a league? So like maybe not like quite to the, well, if you have any like slap situations, that's cool as well. But um, do you have any sort of like where people properly like fell out or properly got pissed off at each other or something really bad happened? I do, and I, I I'm gonna. There's there's actually a couple, but I'll I'll say I'll say one. We have. Um, did you ever watch that TV show, The League? Oh yeah, I love that. Yeah, so so I feel like probably most people listening are gonna know what that is. But if you don't, it's a comedy show about fantasy football, maybe from ten years ago, something like that. And um, one of the characters on it is called Taco. And he's very aloof. He's all over the place. He doesn't know what's going on. We had a taco in our league. Okay. And he would make the playoffs every year. He would draft, you know, he'd be drafting. It's like, dude, what are you like? What are you doing? And then he'd always make a trade every single year. A lot of times with me, he would make a trade that did not make sense at all. And he was giving away a great player when he shouldn't have been. And it almost always worked out in his favor. It was like, Everyone gets so mad. It's like, dude, what are like, what are you doing? You're like, you're making it every like, you're making Jeff's team better. That trade makes no sense. Why are you doing it? And you'd look at his roster on certain weeks, and it'd be like, what? Like, why are you starting the backup on week twelve? And then like the starter would get injured in the first quarter, and he'd end up with like the highest score. And it's like, of course, this is how it goes. Like, it's this guy that just like doesn't care and like doesn't get it. Gets football in real life, but like just does not go know what's going on. And he's, he's also kind of a conspiracy theory guy. So my story is, um, which that's just like a funny thing that's been happening. It was like a lot of guys who were engineers, very technical, very big into stats. And then you had taco, which was just all over the place. And again, he'd beat you all the time. And, uh, back to when there was a, you know, assault charge against, um, Kareem hunt when Kareem hunt had, had punched a, a woman, um, a few years back, obviously a very terrible thing. Um, and the league chat went off in, in this guy, this taco, for whatever reason, hates the Patriots. Most of the people in the league are in the Patriots, uh, are Patriots fans. Hey, let me back up. Of course you hate the Patriots if you're not a Patriots fan. That makes sense. But, but anyway, for whatever reason, he got into this whole conspiracy thing. So when Kareem Hunt, who had nothing to do with the Patriots, he was on the Chiefs, had gone to that physical altercation 
clearly not a good look for the guy. Tough situation. The taco of our league immediately sends an email out and said, Bill Belichick made him do it. And one guy writes back, and it's CCAS, the guy who does tackle dummies with me, and just in the most sarcastic thing ever, is like, how did you find out? How did you know that Bill Belichick made Kareem Hunt punch a woman in the face? And he was like, that, obviously that's not – like assault is a very serious thing. That is a, that is a terrible crime. But the whole – like what what is going on? We're just a bunch yeah. of like no-name regular dudes, you know? Like what would, what would make you think? And he would always – every time there's a story, he'd be like, oh, yeah, that was Bill Belichick behind it. So you'd always – whenever you got an email from that guy, you would always stop what you're doing in your tracks because you knew it was going to be absolute gold. It was – so, so that was one that that I I just is like awkward and funny and there's the side chats. He also got really mad because I guess Christian McCaffrey is is dating the supermodel Olivia Culpa or something like that. I forget how you say her last name. And I guess this this guy the Taco um, actually kind of knew her from high school, and um, he had I guess asked her out one time and and she shut him down. So he's developed this huge, I don't know, art. He like, she's his arch nemesis. So someone was like, Oh, do you see, you know, Chris McCaffrey's girlfriend, you know, she, she's, she's hot or whatever. And he starts going off and he's like, yo, this Bill Belichick's behind this. You must've talked to Bill Belichick. <laughs> and it just went off. And it's like, it's always just like this, the greatest thing ever. He's out on his own planet. Everybody else is like, you know, very calculated in 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 again the irony of it is like he would make the playoffs more often than anybody else in the league every year. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and is so is he like properly like believing this stuff? He's not he's not just saying it to be funny or like saying it to be ironic. He literally believes that. I think so, but then he like he I mean he's just kind of a space case. So then he then he'd be like, "Oh, sorry guys." <laughs> like he'll send like a, <laughs> like a follow up email <laughs> twenty four hours later, and he's like, "Yeah, guys, I was wrong. Hand up." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh dude i love the irrational things people do when it comes to like fantasy sports i was thinking about this this question that i wrote for you and i was like you know one of the funniest things it was actually just last year i believe um i just love the story it makes me laugh every time and we still joke about it um we had this idea where uh me and and one of my really good buddies in the space um joey the tooth actually he does a lot of idp work so he's really into idp and everything and um i play some idp i'm not as into it as he is like he's really smart about it and like knows loads about it and writes about it and everything but we sort of had this idea and you know we said look you know why don't we like create this big massive like super league where it's like just people from all because we were talking about how annoying sometimes it can be like all these little clicks or something you know like oh we're with this you know we're with the fantasy footballers and oh we're the dynasty nerds and you know that kind of stuff and we're like look it's just we all just love fantasy football like let's just yeah we had this idea we're like you know what we're gonna create this big massive like 16 team super flex crazy idp league that's like 53 man rosters and not only that but like every team is gonna have to be co-managed so it's gonna be 32 people like it was just an insane idea right so we start recruiting people and like from all different like you know just streams and like everyone has to co manage and all this sort of stuff and uh we we get these 32 people together and we start and it's on sleeper and we start this draft and we start you know a couple rounds in and you know and then obviously as you can imagine like it's quite slow because then you gotta like every time somebody's on the clock and they gotta find out from their co-manager who they want to draft and talk about and everything and there was this guy 
there was this one guy who like he was always so hard to get hold of he really said he wanted to be in the league and then every time he's on it was like took him forever to get back to us and then um you know he would just be like oh uh, i'm waiting on my, my co-manager and it was just it was going on and on and on and um and anyways, like Joey's a really nice guy. Like he's, he's the commissioner of the league. And so he was like trying to be helpful. And he said to the guy, he's like, look, you know, um, I think it was about to be like overnight or something. And he was like, listen, um, if you want to, you know, tell me, cause he said something like he knew what their next pick was going to be. Or he knew, he knew who they wanted or something like that. And he's like, look, you know, if you want to tell me, um, uh, who it is because they were picking before us or something like that. He was just trying to be helpful. And he's like, look, if you want to, if it makes anything easier and you want to tell me who it is you guys want, um, I can, you know, auto draft it for you when it comes up to your turn. So we don't have to wait and everything if you want to do that. And the guy's like, yeah, that's fine. And, um, and so he tells him and he didn't even tell Joey, I'm a, I'm his co-manager and he didn't even tell me who it was. I was like, that's fine. Whatever. I don't care. Um, and we're like, this is, I don't even know. This is a good few rounds into the league, a good few rounds into the league. And all of a sudden, um, this other team drafts Jordan Love. And Jordan Love is like, I mean, come on, it's Jordan Love. He's never played. He may never play. He's not a highly valuable asset, right? Like, he's not this guy. Like, so, so this team drafts Jordan Love, and then we're waiting, and this next team comes up. And then all of a sudden, this guy just, like, shows up in the group chat, and he's like, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, what? And then he starts going off on Joey and being like, you told them we wanted we wanted Jordan Love. <laughs> and he so was he like drafted the player the other people serious. Told he was wanted. like, he was like, you told them that we wanted Jordan Love. And and they they got Jordan Love. We should have had Jordan. And like honestly, he starts like swearing and like calling people out and like pointing fingers and like and getting really angry over like Jordan Love who like doesn't even play and like not only that but it's like i literally said i come into the group chat and i'm like man what are you talking about like how does that make our team any better it, even if that was a good player what are you talking about and like it this it kept going <laughs> and to the point the guy left the league he literally left the league he was like that's it i'm done i've had it with the <laughs> it's like over jordan love in like the eighth round of a startup draft like he literally lost the plot swearing calling people names saying and this is what reminds me of your friend who's like it was bill belichick because he's like convinced that like joey took his jordan love pick and sold it off to somebody else <laughs> so that he could get sniped and i was just like what is what are you even talking about so we still joke about that because he left and we ended up finding somebody else to come in and like we're still in that league and, and we joke about that sometimes we'll be like sometimes occasionally jordan love will come up and like oh Oh, like, careful, <laughs> careful. <laughs> you know what I mean? We don't want to, don't want to ruin the league. Um, but I just, it just cracks me up, man. Like what is happening? And it's Jordan Love. Like, <laughs> so Jordan Love almost <laughs> broke a league. Um, and he definitely lost, lost us a couple that's of managers only, because of it. Yeah. That's the only league that people have been fighting about Jordan Love. <laughs> yeah. He was more upset about Jordan Love than Aaron Rodgers was. Like that's, that's how crazy it was. <laughs> <laughs> um did you ever so i mean obviously he was really angry about this but have you ever got angry like actually like angry that you can remember over fantasy football yeah absolutely i 100 percent. i mean a couple of things so there is i get like irrationally angry it doesn't normally last long because i realize it's it's a game i think the intro you had to the entire podcast is very good it's like we're playing a game you have fun there's luck involved you can be the best fans football player in the in in league or in the world and you're still only going to win 
at best, maybe 30% of the leagues you're in. I mean, that's just the math behind it. It's truth. Um, I get irrationally mad when there's people like I, I played in one league where it was a work league and an older coworker, probably my, my dad's age, um, just made this cheat sheet and, you know, drafted these players. And at the time it was like, all right, that seems fine. And then after round like eight, when he filled out his main roster, he's like, all right, I'm going to leave. Just take whoever, whatever works. And it was one of those players. It's like, they're new, they're cocky. They take a quarterback early and then it works out for them. And then you get mad and it's like, well, I'm doing the strategy that makes sense. Like, why is this person winning? You know, and you get, you get so into it and, it's a silly thing, but one in particular, again, back to CCAS, um, my buddy that, that is in Tackle Dummies podcast with me, he beats me probably every single time we've ever played. And I've won more championships in that league than anybody else, which is, I mean, a lot of luck. I'm not claiming to be humble brag. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, again, it's a lot. There's, there's obviously luck involved, but, but um, I've done very well in that league. And, and I've had three championships, uh, which leads, leads the league. And he beats me every single time. He does terrible in the playoffs every year. He came in second this year, um, which is the best he's done. Normally, he doesn't make the playoffs. And normally, he just jokes around and, and turns into a whole bit. But he beats me every single year when you're with, living with each other. Uh, before I, I moved in with my wife a while back, um, I... It was a year that Martellus Benny and Greg Olson were like kind of neck and neck. I drafted Greg Olson. Greg Olson had a really good season. Um, I think he had Martellus Bennett. And like the only two weeks that like Bennett beat Olson was the two weeks that we played each other. So like he always brings that up. And, and it like it gets so under my skin. You know, like I'm, I'm like, well, I, I won the championship that year. He's like, yeah, well, you couldn't beat me. And <laughs> there's always that stuff that is like. I do get like a little bit angry just for a minute. And then, then you kind of laugh it off. Do you have a favorite memory? So I'll, I'll give two quick stories. So I think everyone remembers the first championship. Um, that's, that's always a fun, a fun moment, but I've got two quick stories that I, that I wanted um, to bring back into this. So one, you were involved, like you mentioned, um, you were in our tackle Me's podcast uh, listener league. I did our team did terrible too. So me and CCAS put a team together it's really hard to draft with a co-manager, or at least I've always had a challenge with that because you, I don't want to, I'm not as risky. That person is, isn't as risky. I always want to kind of meet in the middle somewhere. And as we were drafting, Tyler Lockett kept slipping and slipping and slipping. I've never been a fan of Tyler Lockett in fantasy. Love him as an NFL player. In fantasy, he's so volatile. I, you know, he always finishes the season better than my opinion, what he does for your team. So in that league, I was like, he was falling. I was like, let's draft him. He'll fall. We'll wait till he has a big week or two, and then we'll trade him. And then I put all that in an article, and I was like, I do trade articles for the fans footballers. So I was like, you know, this is what I would, I would look to trade Tyler Lockett away, trade him away, trade him away, trade him away. It turned out to be the right advice. No one in our league would trade for him. And I don't I, – I just imagine that I, – I assume that no one really reads my articles or at least people on my league. Everybody was like, dude, read the article, bro. No chance I'm trading for him. And so like, then we were just locked with Tyler Lockett the entire season. It didn't work out as well after that moment happened. 
And I was just mad at myself. I'm like, why, you know, why did I do this? Why am I putting myself in this position? <laughs> so that that was kind of a funny one. It's definitely been a lot of fun just chatting about this because like I said, it's, it's, you know, it's easy to get so serious and like talking stats and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, you know, it's, it's just fun. Like it's, it's silly, funny stories and things that we remember or things that we just got like so worked up over at the time and seems so ridiculous when you're removed from it a year or two and you can kind of laugh at yourself by in the spirit of obviously an homage to the great tackle dummies pod but yeah we're going to do a draft here so we're going to draft things you can say in a in a draft or whilst going to the toilet so, so these are the top things um, that you can say in a draft, but also equal, equally applicable if you're going to the toilet. Guess first. And, um, and and I just think that, you know, even though I accidentally slipped up and gave him a really good one earlier, so he's probably going to use that against me. But I'll let Jeff go first here. So you get the first pick. How many rounds are we going, by the way? Uh, I was thinking 37. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think? Four? Four or five? Four sounds great. Four. four. I think, I think yeah. four is good. So I'm going to start off. I'm not going to go with the one you mentioned. Um, I'll give that to you out of respect. It was a good one. I'm going to go with, I can't find what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's definitely, that's definitely nuanced, you know, and that, that makes sense because if you're like in, you know, maybe you're not using sleeper and then you're not used to the ADP tool and so you can't find the player. I mean, in the toilet situation, that's a bit more worrying, probably, if you can't <laughs> find what you're looking for. <laughs> I think that's a great first pick. Now, that is really good. I think the one that I gave you earlier, obviously, I'll take that one now just because I don't want to leave it hanging. I don't want to I don't want to get sniped on this one. But for me, I think I'm going to take this is taking longer than I expected <laughs> because I think we've all been in those drafts, especially in Dynasty, um, you know, in startup drafts where it is really a slow draft. And, you know, and there's also times where you think you're just going to run to the toilet and it's going to be really quick. And then you're also there for half an hour. So, you know, you could easily say this is taking longer than expected. Um, I think that's applicable both ways. I think it's a solid first pick. Um, but yeah, back back to you, Jeff. Are you going to are we doing snake draft? Like, do you get two? Well, uh, because there's only two of us, I just thought that might be a little Back bit of forth. an unfair okay. advantage. Just, just turn and turn about, maybe. Okay. So for for my next one, I'm going to say I feel so much pressure right now. <laughs> That's a good one. I um, yeah. I mean, you you definitely you could feel a lot of pressure for sure in both scenarios. <laughs> I can I can definitely imagine that happening. Um, <laughs> man, now I'm tilting here. So I'm thinking. So I've got obviously. This is taking longer than I thought. <laughs> this is taking longer than I thought. This is taking longer than expected. I think so. For my next pick, I am going to go with... Whoops, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that, is an all, that is a first round value. I know that was that was um, I I just couldn't let that go any further because I just figured, you know, I know you would you would definitely swoop in and get that if I left it there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, I'm going to go with uh, that just burned me. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, (laughs) That just burned me. Yeah, that's that's, you know. Yeah, like you, I can imagine a sniping situation that that just burned you, or like a Taco Bell situation that just burned you. <laughs> like that's very easily spicy applicable. and spicy. Oh, yeah, I think I'm gonna go for 
Um, wow, this got ugly real fast. <laughs> That's good. That's a good one. So for my for my for my final pick, I should have been taking note of this. I've totally forgotten my team now. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna do a little bit of a stretch, but hey, I need my quarterback now. Okay, that's fair. I, I yeah, I mean that one's I don't know that one. That's that's maybe the weak link in your team. I don't know if that's as strong as some of your other picks. So maybe this is my chance to kind of swoop in here. If I can, if I can really just come up with a solid option here for this is my fourth pick, isn't it? That was your fourth. Was that your fourth pick? Yep. Yep. Yeah, that pick. was your fourth pick. Let's see. So my team so far. Let me just re- recap here. I'm trying to remember. So my team is this took this took longer than I expected, or this is taking longer than expected. Um, I also have. This got messy real quick. <laughs> and oops, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> okay, that's pretty solid. I feel like that's a pretty solid team. But I definitely need I need a good 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 final pick here to really just push it over the edge. You've had a strong first three picks. It is a it is a hard draft. I'm just buying you a little bit of time here. It's a, it's <laughs> Thank a you. One. Yes, you found it's a tough me. one. I'm just gonna go with the uh, I'm just gonna go with I'm just gonna trust my gut. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. So there you have it. That is our draft of things you can say in a draft or equally you could say in the toilet. Jeff, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you for just having a laugh and talking crap about a sport that we all love and sometimes we take too seriously. So thank you very much for coming on. I'm a big fan of you and your work and guys. In all seriousness, if you don't follow Jeff, definitely, definitely do that. Um, over on the Twitter bot at the Fantasy ENG, the Fantasy Engineer, um, over there, and check out the Tackle Dummies Pod. It is, it is a treat. It is an absolute treat. Definitely check it out. It's totally different and unique, which, as you can probably tell from listening to Jeff, um, yeah, and check out his work over at the Fantasy Footballers. Definitely. And is there anything else you want to plug? Anything else you want to shout out, Jeff? Before we go, I, I think that's about it. Thank you very much for having having me on. It was an honor, and it was a ton of fun. I'm a, I'm a big fan of your work too, Evan. Thanks very much, man. I appreciate it. But yeah, hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed that. Something totally different than what we normally do. Just having a bit of fun, having a bit of a laugh. And uh, don't forget that, you know, fantasy football is supposed to be fun at the end of the day. Thanks for coming on, Jeff. Don't be a stranger. Hopefully see you on again soon. I drive zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver. Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver and it's only round seven Not sure if I'm dead cause I think this is heaven Now forget what he said and listen to me What you really want to do is stack those RBs You can be Linda, just let me be frank Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank One says it's awful, the other says it's great It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate